You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Paul writes to the church at Corinth and he, he tells them, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know that? You were bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I always think of if our, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, the, the temple had two parts, the holy place in particular with inside the, the building itself was the holy place and the holy of holies. And so I oftentimes picture that the heart is the holy of holies. So today, contending for your hearts. We're looking at Colossians and we're looking at how the, the apostle is sharing the spirit's desire of the Lord's heart to contend for their hearts. Let's get back to basics. It's all about relationship. Your father wants you back in good standing with him. Oh, does that imply that I'm in bad standing? Not necessarily, but there's always better. There's always more intimacy. There's always a, a new revelation of his goodness that he wants to share with us. So he's constantly moving towards us in relationship. When you think about how you go about relationship, let's say you've got your little child and you're wanting to have relationship with your little one. The best way to get relationship established with the little one is to go and to get on their level. And that's why a lot of times when, when I'm talking to kids, I will get down so that I can see them eye to eye. And that helps bring a connection. And through that connection, you know, we can start playing with the cars, the toys, the Barbies, whatever it is that we're playing with, but we connect at, at that level. Some of you may have uh, some teenagers that you wanna connect with. That's a whole nother beast. Some of you may have spouses that you would like to connect with. And one of the things that I, I've got to realize is that video games is not just with the kids anymore, it's with the adults. And it's kind of like, how do you have a relationship when the person that you want relationship was constantly doing this? How do you, how do you penetrate that incredible attention that's given to whatever the game is. And it's like, okay. You can't really do that very well, can you? Can you have a conversation while you're doing something else? Yes, dear, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. We've got to get intentional. And I think that's what the Father is, is impressing upon my heart these days. It's time for us to get intentional. So here's Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to give you context. We're going to read the first, or 2 through 10. So we're going to read nine verses, but we're going to look at, in particular, verses 2 and 3. <clears throat> my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the fullness, the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy, <clears throat> which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we ask that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Give us hearts that will embrace the truth of your word. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. One of those moments where I feel like I'm on the verge of coughing. <clears throat> this is how the Passion puts chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together in, into love's fabric. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery. Christ. For our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered, heaven's wisdom, endless riches of revelation knowledge. <clears throat> I am contending for you <laughs> that your hearts, and here's point one, would be wrapped in the comfort of heaven. Mm. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced the having your heart wrapped in the comfort of heaven? It's kind of like, whoa. On earth, in contrast to heaven, heaven where the full manifestation of, of God is eternal all the time. No limitations, no restrictions, no boundaries. And here on earth, we have those moments that were in his presence and then those moments when we step out of his presence we have moments before we knew the Lord when some bad things happened to us and <clears throat> we've not known the comfort of heaven, but we've known the need for the comfort of heaven. We've had the traumas. We've had evil profoundly touch us and make white look black and black look white and the positive look negative and the negative look positive and do all the confusion and the chaos that it possibly can, and it makes it difficult for us to even know what the comfort of heaven would look like. But inside our hearts, there's a cry for comfort that we can't find on the earth. We might find something that takes the pain away for a little while. It could be a chemical. <laughs> It could be a relationship that's not a mutual healthy, but it's a one way and an exploitation. 
We have all of those things that we try because we need the comfort of heaven. We try to find it through earthly, natural means, and it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't bring us what we long for. And here the apostle is saying, <clears throat> I'm contending for your hearts that they get wrapped, not in the stuff of this world, but they get wrapped in the comfort that transcends this world, the comfort of heaven. Meditate on that a little. Let, let the Holy Spirit unpack that for you because we were made for that. We were made for that. You go back to creation, the comfort that was there. The first thing God did after he created us was he rested. Guess what? Nobody had a to-do list. Nobody had a to-do list. Seventh day was rest. That was our first day. We start with rest. And then we go and we do what he's commanded and called us to do. And after we've done the labor of the day, we come and we find that he's invited us to walk with him in the garden, in the cool of the evening. And so there's presence. There's presence with him. It's the comfort of heaven that we were designed for. He goes on, he says, that your hearts would be woven together in love's fabric. I love that expression. But what's it mean? <laughs> he wants your heart to be so connected to love that it's like love and your heart has been woven together so that they are permanently connected. That there's a permanence about where love and your heart come together that is permanent and forever and ever. In his presence, the one who says, God is love. So we're talking about his presence again. And as we're woven into his love, the, the love's fabric, we, we find that there is something there. And I want you to know that this love's fabric is flame retardant. You don't have to worry about it burning up. You don't have to worry about it wearing out. Right now I know it's very popular to have holes in your jeans and your clothes. This fabric that your heart gets woven into is eternal. It's eternal. The enemy will try to make it look as if that love is conditional and it's based on you taking good care and making sure that you don't get it dirty. But the reality is it's woven into your heart and it will have an effect on your heart. And if you have areas of your heart that need attended to and healed and matured and developed, guess what? That fabric of love will go and will be the very, very foundation of the healing that's needed in every aspect of your heart. Our granddaughters, as you know, are in San Antonio now. And as we were going through our garage sale yesterday, I came across one of the little, little puffy things that I bought. There was like three or four of them uh, that I bought as a Christmas set. And as you touch them, it's like there is nothing this soft on the planet. It's just like, oh, 
You just, it is so, and that's what sold it. There's something about the fabric that you could just see that it, it, it had in its essence something that said squeezable, lovable, irresistible. You're never going to get tired of it. You're just going to love's fabric. I don't know how they put it on a little piece of foam, but they did. And it's amazing. And what our hearts are to experience is way beyond that. To know the soft and the tenderness of his love that will come and envelop your heart as raw and as wounded and as broken as it may be, it will come and it will wrap around <laughs> with the comfort of heaven, the fabric of love. <clears throat> so he says, this will give you, when, when you get your heart <laughs> wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven into the fabric of love, this is what the result is. This is what it gives you. It gives you access to all the riches of God. See, one of the things that I've, I, I've discovered, if people aren't first secure in love, they'll never be able to be themselves. They won't be free to relate to you freely and truly and authentically. If, if they don't know and they think that love is somehow conditional, then they know that they have to behave within the borders and the context of your value system that says, you must behave like this if you want to continue to be in my good graces, to be in my love. Hmm. But when we realize that he's wrapped his love and we're in the fabric and we have the comfort of heaven, it transcends the earthly stuff. And the earthly stuff will try to keep you insecure, feeling inferior, uncertain, thinking that life is not predictable. And there's many aspects of that that's true. But when you're wrapped in heaven's comfort, it doesn't matter how unpredictable the circumstances are. Because you are insulated with the comfort of heaven. You are woven into the sweet softness of his love. And you don't have anything to worry about. But you have access then to the riches of God. So take a, just take a minute. I know you're used to just sitting there and start figuring out what you're going to do this week at work and <clears throat> what's for lunch and did we leave the toaster on or whatever, whatever the distractions are. But what are the riches that you've experienced so far of God? What are some of the riches that you have personally experienced of God? We've all experienced something, even if we're not in relationship with him. We've experienced something of his riches because we live on his planet. And even though it's a fallen planet, it still speaks of his beauty, of his goodness. It still reflects his creativity and who he is 
we know something of the riches of God, but there's more to discover. <clears throat> he says, as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, which is Christ. Sometimes when I read Paul and I read it in other translations, this doesn't quite touch my heart the same way because I, I get kind of lost in the verbiage. But here the essence is the relationship that you have in the person of Christ is what gives you access to the full riches of God. All his riches. All the riches of God. So living in his presence, living from his presence, the waves of grace, the waves of the Holy Spirit that come and wash over us continues to bring us into aware that there's a dynamic here. We need to be aware of his presence. <clears throat> That's why one of the, 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 main, the main goals of the kingdom of darkness, they don't care if it's good stuff or bad stuff. They just want to keep you unaware of how close he wants to be to you. He wants you to be unaware that he's right here, right now. He will get your mind racing this way, your mind racing that way. And it, it, could be on, it could be on sinful stuff. It could be on really good stuff. It could be on ministry. It could be on all sorts of things that you're thinking. And all. But I found that anything that makes me unaware that currently I'm in his presence can be a technique that the enemy will continue to use over and over and over again. Because what happens when I'm unaware of his presence, when I'm not aware that I'm carrying the dove, I'm not mindful of the dove, I'm not mindful of the Holy Spirit, then I'm vulnerable to temptation, to confusion, I'm vulnerable to so many different things. But in his presence, I have peace. In his presence, I know that I'm loved. I'm not trying to manipulate anyone or anything to try to get my needs met because they are met in his love. When I know that I'm in his presence, there is fullness of joy. I'm not looking for what will make me happy because happy just doesn't cut it when you're in his presence because there the fullness of joy resides. It's like, okay, Lord, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting it. We're starting to scratch the surface. And as soon as we start to think that we're getting it, then the enemy will use that. <laughs> Is this... A, He's, he's really subtle, sneaky, deceptive, and full of lies. Because as soon as I start to get a clue about being aware of his presence, then now, oh, I'm aware of his presence. And then I'll use that as a pen. Have you got your merit badge? Can, can you tell when the presence of the Lord's here? And now it becomes a, a, almost a competition. Well, I was aware that the presence of the... 
And it's like, oh, my stars. Now it becomes, instead of being in his presence, now it becomes something that I've achieved. I've achieved my spirituality that I'm in the presence of God. And the enemy will use pride, spiritual pride especially, to, to just kind of undercut the reality of living in his presence. When you're living in his presence, that's all you want. That's all you need. It's, there, there's just really a sense of fullness. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it to the full. And when you have that and you're aware of Jesus's presence, you're aware of Father's presence, you're aware of Holy Spirit's presence, you're full. You're living life full. So what are you saying, Rick? Everywhere where we don't feel full, don't be condemned. Don't get upset with yourself. Don't be right. Those are places of invitation. Those are places where you invite the presence of the Lord to make you more aware of his presence. Lord, would you come in and help me with this? I keep getting tripped up in this dynamic of relationship. It, it just messes me up every time. Would you come into that? Lord, I'm so angry. And when this stuff kind of happens, my, my rage just takes off. Lord, would you come into that place where rage thinks it belongs? And would you bring what you have, the comfort of heaven, weave the fabric of love in that place of my heart and set me free? Set me free from bad responses, bad perceptions, um, bad attitudes, bad behavior. We don't want to miss his presence. We don't want to treat it as an achievement. We want to realize it's a continuous reality. Be striving to be continually aware of his presence. I think that's kind of where Paul was coming from when he said, pray without ceasing. It means you're having a conversation with a person that you're aware is with you all the time. Keep your conversation going. Verse three, for our spiritual wealth is in him. Okay, you might have a lot of stuff here on planet earth. You may have a lot of material stuff. It's not a competition. You don't take it with you. Uh, nothing nothing to say there other than the Lord says, don't, don't work for things here on earth where they decay, rust, moth, those kind of things, but store up treasures in heaven. And there's a, there's a real sense of, of realizing spiritual wealth transcends material, natural wealth by a long shot. It's like hidden treasures waiting to be discovered. Okay. Has anybody found some Easter eggs recently? <laughs> Sometimes we hide things and we don't remember where they were hidden. The Lord hides things for us because he wants us to pursue him and to seek him and to, to continue to walk and to discover. He loves to discover when we find hidden treasures. He's never hiding things for us so that we can't find them. When we're hiding Easter eggs 
for Hayden, who's our 13-year-old, we do it differently than when we do it for Zoe, who is four. When Zoe, we put it on a platter and put a shiny light on it so that she can discover where the Easter egg is. But with Hayden, we get a little sneaky and put it up underneath the fender of the car and, and do some of those things to make her really look. <laughs> the, the whole thing is, these are treasures that the Lord has. They are hidden, not because he doesn't want us to find them. Sometimes it's because we don't have eyes that see. We don't have ears that hear. Have you ever done that? You're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. And, and I, I'm wondering how many times Holy Spirit's playing that, that dynamic with us and we walk right past it and he says, you're getting colder, you're getting colder, and we just keep walking. We, we don't have ears to hear. We need to, to let the Spirit fine tune our sensitivities so that we'll find and discover the things that are hidden treasures. So here's the hidden treasures. Heaven's wisdom. And James talks about the wisdom that comes from above, heaven's wisdom. <clears throat> In contrast to earthly wisdom, he says that heaven's wisdom is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And he concludes that peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Now look at how this is expressed in the Passion Translation. Heaven's wisdom is always pure. It's filled with peace. It's considerate and teachable. Sounds like humility to me. There's a real humility with anything that comes from heaven, including God. Filled with love, never displays prejudice or hypocrisy in any form. Wow. This are the hidden treasures that are waiting to be discovered. Heavenly wisdom. Secondly, endless riches of revelation knowledge. Okay, all you academics that love to know stuff, that uh, just thrives in knowing more than other people. <laughs> and that's the motivation of, of many fundamentalists and evangelicals when we're studying the Word so that we can win arguments instead of grow and learn and allow the Spirit to, to speak to us. The endless riches of revelation knowledge. I just say, wow, it's, it never ends. The kind of revelation knowledge that the Lord has for us is endless. It has no end. You can continue. Doesn't matter how learned, learned you are, there's always gonna be more to learn. And we will be learning, I believe, for all eternity. We will continue to learn and learn and learn. <clears throat> now, for those that would rather work on car engines than go to school, there's more than one way to learn. There's a way to learn that is custom tailored to who you are and you will have the time of your life. Wow. It's the revelation knowledge, and here the word for knowledge is, is, is not just academic facts. It's not just uh, 
stuff that you can learn by rote and it once again huh experiential it's relationship it's the experiential knowledge of revelation that comes as you're in experience with the lord so once again presence relationship it's being aware of what's there in relationship with jesus huh endless riches of revelation knowledge. So these two verses are just filled with wealth, treasures, riches, and that's the words that are used to describe the presence of God, relationship with the living Lord. So as we look at our hearts today in pursuit Your heart is wrapped in the comfort of heaven. It's woven into love's fabric. It receives the revelation of heaven's wisdom, and it has the endless riches that are going to be experientially unveiled in your walk and relationship with God. Sign me up. That sounds like good news to me. I want that. So let's wait on the Lord. If you have your communion cups, we can get those ready. But when you think of the revelation that the Lord has for you today, it's always gonna be in the context of his presence, his personhood. So as we wait on the Lord, we wait before him and we take his body that was given for us. He who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. It's like, oh, that blows my my gaskets. I can't comprehend that, but I can still experience it. I can't intellectually understand it, but I can experience the reality of it. And so, Lord Jesus, we say, You are the bread of life. And relationship with you is what causes me to feel fully alive. And today I acknowledge that you're with me, that you're in me, that you come upon me. And I receive you with thanksgiving. And I eat in remembrance of you. The blood of Jesus. And we think of the riches that we have in God. The blood of Christ. goes right up to the top. Lord, you've given us life through your Son. And in his blood, forgiveness of sins. It was shed so that we could be reconciled back in relationship with you. And we long to know you more and more, day by day, hour by hour. So we receive the blood of Christ We receive it with thanksgiving, and we drink in remembrance of you. I just want to encourage you to let what the presence wants to do for you today. Do you have a physical need? Invite the presence of God into that need. Do you have a relational need? Invite the presence of God into that relational need. Do you have a spiritual need? Do you have an emotional need? Let's invite 
the presence of God into our lives wherever He wants to go. So Holy Spirit, we just, we just declare that you have free access. Hmm. As we have access to the riches through you, Christ Jesus, we say we give Holy Spirit access to make us aware of where we need to invite your presence. And so come and do for us what we can't do for ourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.